So uh, this evening I'd like to offer some reflections on right livelihood. It's a work retreat, so some reflections on work. One um, quotation I heard many, many years ago Many years ago, <laughs> they used to get longer and longer ago. Well, there is a saying by Meister Eckhart, a great Christian mystic. He said, Work is love made visible. Work is love made visible. I find this a very profound statement. And so this talk is somewhat a reflection on that. So for the purposes of this talk, I'd like to define work as any purposeful activity. So this is very, very broad. This can include our meditation and the kinds of inner work we do, uh, work, any kind of work really we do in a job or at home or, yeah. So I was also just reflecting earlier, um, how has love been visible or experienced by you today in work or through work, your own or others. So I don't know if you want to reflect. I was just thinking of a few things that came to mind Washing the plate on both sides. Maybe, I don't know if it's like me, but many, many things start coming to mind. Offerings all around. And this very hall. So... So first of all, just to bring in some of, if you like, what, what work would the Buddha recommend? We're going for a careers interview <laughs> to the Buddha. See, Buddha, what should I do? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> well, maybe not, I don't know. Um, 
So in this talk, in a way, yeah, I want to talk about some of the things the Buddha did say, you know, what, what he recommended to people. But I was sort of thinking, well, some of the basic things, maybe, you know, he might say and did say. So then the Buddha said to his monks, walk over the earth for the blessing of many, for the happiness of many, out of compassion for the world for the welfare and the blessing and the happiness of gods and people. Well, that's, that's it. Maybe I should stop there. <laughs> that's, that's it. So when we consider whatever we do, how we, how we do that, what our motivation might be, or we might consider the work of meditation and the work of the Four Noble Truths of understanding suffering and its cause of realizing its end and abandoning its cause and bringing that path, the path to that end, bringing that into being, cultivating that. Maybe the Buddha would 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 recommend that, and whatever we do, wherever we are, and a potted version of that I love from the teacher Ajahn Tanisaro. He says those four noble truths. He says, "Is there stress?" And then the second one: "What am I holding on to?" Can I relax the grip? And fourthly, what would help? There's a life's work, right? Maybe several lifetimes. (laughs) Or the work of the Brahma Viharas. Compassion, the loving kindness that we did today, and Mudita, that appreciative joy and equanimity. So in the Eightfold Path, the Fourth Noble Truth, the Buddha mentions right livelihood as one of the things for us to cultivate. So what I'd like to do is reflect a bit on what what he talked about as being right and wrong livelihood and some of the ways that we can help to help us reflect on what we do and how we do it right and right and wrong or but this word okay so this word right in in pali samma S-A-M-M-A. I, I looked into this because a lot of people would feel that the, the, the translation right is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, not so helpful. Maybe the word wise. But the, the word actually, it, it has this meaning of um, together with. So my sense of that is partly that does our work connect us does it put a, put us together with and and maybe there's a lot of different ways of understanding that does it does it 
connect up, connect up with our sense of what's important, what's most important to us? Does it connect up with our sense of the rest of the path, you know, the path of compassion, the path of inquiry, the path of wisdom, the path of, of deepening? Is there some way that it, that it is together with that, not against that? And, and, and who knows, the particulars of that could look maybe an infinite number of different ways. But to 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 see that that it, it's together with, and uh, another another meaning of that that I um, found, which I think is is wonderful, is that it's to, that for something to be summer to be to be right is for it to be full of our presence. Yeah, that that work, whatever it is, you know, small task, you know, anything that 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 actually we we again maybe the work of coming into a fuller presence and connection with our work in all its gory glory, possibly in the sense of work being messy and unruly and full of pleasant, unpleasant. Yeah, and and so. That the presence, the presence, and whether it's work that we love or we don't, you know, we're doing it just because we said we would, or you know, it's not what we really want to do, or it really is, and it turns out to be a pain, or any of the different, you know, if I look in my life, number of different sort of kinds of work I've done, you know, and yeah, this might be, and, and no, and that was good, but no, it's not right now. And maybe what's really, really required is more a sense of being able to to fully do the work of this moment. What is the work of this moment? And to to train in that. And to train in that. So that our work is is really connected with reality more, you know, than our imaginings. So, what does the Buddha say? Well, one of the key things he says, he says a lot, is discern the difference between what's right and wrong livelihood again let, let's let's not use those words maybe skillful and unskillful i think those are very helpful words so we have the sense that in a way along with everything else in the teachings what's skillful is what's leading away away from suffering and what's unskillful is what's leading towards suffering yeah so always a really helpful and one of those basic kind of discernment criteria that we can really practice with in our life in so many different situations not obviously not always easy to answer that but to be asking you know is what i'm doing and the way i'm doing it how does that how does that how does that look or how does that feel when you you look at it you know with in that way does this lead and we're not talking about necessarily pleasure and, and pain or comfortable and uncomfortable here. That's not necessarily correlating, is it? So that's also important. 
So the Buddha recommends in, in not to trade in weapons, living beings, intoxicants, poisons or meat. That leaves quite a lot of options open, doesn't it? <laughs> so, that, you know, I mean, maybe there's a lot more in the canon where he says more specifically, but it seems like it's leaving a lot open, you know. It's kind of presenting this basic sort of ethical framework and then and then in how how this is do, do not and i think this this comes from him i i i imagine him talking to the the monks and they're concerning their arms round not to get their living by scheming talking hinting <laughs> just gives a bit more <laughs> belittling or pursuing gain with gain I thought that was really interesting, that more reflection and, you know, kind of pursuing gain with gain. Hmm. Just, you know, even the very subtle ways we manipulate, you know, that, that sense of, of trying to get something for something, but we're not quite being upfront about that. And how demeaning that is in a way, how undermining that is to our well-being. You know, so seeing seeing that. But then I thought, yeah, we can translate that into our own situation quite easily. So right livelihood is, mu- is much less, even less defined. <laughs> this is not the above, you know. And really following the ethical precepts and the... That the work be again. This is part of the path that we that we do it and we do what we do in a way that helps us to purify our mental, bodily, verbal actions. Again, as I was saying this afternoon, cultivating a life that's more and more consists of thoughts, words, and deeds of loving kindness. This is uh, <laughs> devastatingly simple in a way. And it, there's also some really interesting um, recommendation to lay people on generosity. This is really in terms of what, what to do with any wealth that's gained. And so much of what he's recommending is of, of generosity with friends, family, um, relatives, making your own family kind of comfortable and then giving to the, uh, to the monastics, you know, supporting them and giving. Um, so that's another thing that's really emphasised. So if we um, look at our work with, within this framework of the ethical guidelines, we might see that as sort of the first step in reflecting on uh, the work, what what work we do and how we do it. And I know from conversation today that sometimes this can be very, very uncomfortable because we see perhaps that there are elements in our work and what we do or the way we do it where, you know, we're not, it's not actually... Our ethical sense is being um, really pushed, 
And so there's courage in really seeing that. And, and one thing I was saying today, which is the um, willingness to step back in a way, to look more objectively, to see the ethical questions and to be able to almost look at that from, from some distance. And then the other part is to step in, to step right into the... And feel the feelings around that. What what are the reactions? Oh dear, and uh, you know, if I don't like that, what am I going to do? And does that mean I have to leave that job? Or you know, and then feeling the fear and the resistance, and you know, but if and 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 really being able to, in a way, see the two parts of that process, so that our we can deal sensitively and wisely with with our fears and our our reactions around that. And then keep kind of clarifying, yes, but what is the ethical question here? And being being clear about about what that is, even if coming to the answer is, is you know, not not often not easy, not simple. So taking that as the first step, then I, what I'm kind of suggesting is the second step is the reflection on how how we work. And a lot of what we've been doing on the retreat, you know, looking at the hindrances. Hear the hindrances at work. There we go. There, there would be a practice, yeah? To see how they manifest, you know, in the whole process from when you get up in the morning. You know, oh no, I don't want to go to work. Or, you know, and, and the whole way through, through the day. And to kind of maybe pick up on one of the hindrances, that you know is a very close friend of yours, um, is with you anyway. So, you know, and to, and to kind of track that during the day could be really, really helpful. And I think a lot of kind of practice in, in our life that's so helpful is where we pick a really clear theme or focus so that we can keep referring to that. And it just helps as a kind of mirror, as a reference point oh right yeah or taking up one of the ethical precepts you know wow i mean wise speech what a practice you know and to, to carry that to work with you very very powerful very very helpful so another model that i'd like to offer which i found very um helpful from a book by Michael Carroll called Awake at Work. And he identifies these, what he calls the six confusions. <laughs> um, six common confusions we may feel imprisoned in at times. Is that? Um, and these refer to certain views so we might recognize some of these in our own experience or we might um, think of other ones that we have. So, seeing work as drudgery. <laughs> now, whether it's a particular task at home or a particular task at work or the whole thing or it's just that kind of, you know, just, oh, God, you know I don't, oh, just that sort of oh, certain form of aversion, I feel. Oh, seeing um, work as war. <laughs> like, mm, I go in there and do battle. You put your armor on, 
you know, you go in there and you're either on the offensive and you're going in there, guns blazing, and then, or you're the one going in and you're, you're, you know, you build your little siege thing in the corner and you're in there sort of with your helmet on, kind of lobbing things out occasionally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, work as addiction. I think this is, this, this is very interesting. So, the way that in, in, in maybe, I mean, obviously you hear it and maybe some of you have experienced a sort of workaholic, workaholic, is it, how do you say that? Work, yeah. How do you say that? I'm, I'm trying to say workaholism. Thank you. Phew. Clap. Um, so that, 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 but what's underneath that? You know, what, what's driving that? But, but also that work, can be a way of of trying to um, trying to overcome a sense of inadequacy. Any work we do, yeah, we go here, we go there. We're trying to prove that we're really okay, and what's underneath that? The view that we're not. So unless we address that, that view and, and our belief, our grasping at that view, because it's not seen properly and seen through and allowed to arise and pass, because it's just a thought, <laughs> but when we don't do that and it's unconscious and it just keeps, then, then we're driven, aren't we? And, we're just, and, and, and no work can be enjoyable because it's just charged up with this sort of unconscious thing that we've got to prove or get away from or this you know, this kind of underground, underground stuff. Very simple example, but you know, the, the way certain things at work press your buttons. It's a really, you know, when you get a button pushed, it's such a good signal to go underneath that and say, what am I believing here about myself, that person or the world or the situation? Because that's what's causing the suffering is the grasping at that, at that belief. And the way it just, you know, like the mind does in a fraction of a second, we feel anguish because somebody said something and blah, 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 blah. Many, many years ago, I was on this project and somebody read my palm, actually, and said to me, you are unimaginative. And I was devastated because I, I it touched on some belief, you know, like obviously a sense of, oh, I'm not very... You know, I'm really not very imaginative. Actually, it was a, it was a creative project, so that was particularly devastating because it was all drama and art and all that stuff you're supposed to be creative in. And it was just, it just stayed with me as such a good example of that. You know, that in that moment something was just activated, and 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 it actually took me a long time to kind of figure out what what happened. But that's part perhaps of what the meditation practice can do is we could get we can understand a bit quicker. You know, and you feel the thing, and then you say, whoa, so what's happening? W work as entertainment. I don't know if it's like, it's got to be fun. It's got to amuse me. It's got to flatter me. It's got to be a laugh. Other people have got to be a laugh. If not, I'm gone. No good. <laughs> oh, th this is, I think this is great. Work as an inconvenience. 
The need to make a living is an unfortunate accident that has happened to me. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's like, yes. Yeah, mm. You know, and again, kind of, oh. And hear the, me, hear the me in there. You know, somehow, everybody else but me. Surely I shouldn't have to do this. Surely I should, you know, I'm nice. Can't I have some corner where I can just sit and smell the flowers or something? Whatever it is. And the last one is work as a series of as a problem or a series of problems to be solved. Yeah, and that's I I I guess I right. Okay. What's the first one? Good. Right. Do that. Get that done. Right. What's the next one? Oh, oh, and I've got those other six problems to solve. We'll 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 get to that later. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if any of you have this, but so this can be very because it's endless, isn't it? And when's it going to really end? Or you get all those ones sorted out, and then another huge one sort of goes like this. And you're, oh no! It's just like the little animal in the treadmill, isn't it? So, how can we um, learn to see see these patterns, which? I mean, we don't mean to be like that, do we, really? I mean, you know, we can't sort of... It just, it's, it's there, they're there. And so not to um, think it's bad or I'm bad, or, or it's just to be able to feel it in the body, you know, feel the emotional, the thoughts, see the, be- the behaviours that we... Or the, you know, the crumpling, the, body, the bodily postures or the... You know, whatever it is that happens to us and the, the sorts of things we say, you know, to ourselves or to others. You see, this is something that is really, we can really bring mindfulness to. And through that, um, we can learn to be freer of them. Maybe completely free. Maybe. So what what helps? You know, and, and this is... I was, Thinking, thinking about this, and, and obviously we we have to, you know, in a way, think about our own situation, our own temperament, our own particular, you know, needs and, and possibilities of our situation. But that that there isn't necessarily a particular formula or or, or a set of right. I'm gonna okay, you know, whatever. I'm gonna do this and that, and then it will be, mm, you know. It's probably not going to be that straightforward. Not that it isn't perhaps really important for us to set some really clear intentions and some very clear practices for ourselves. But what is it that really makes, is going to make the difference is this moment-to-moment training, this commitment to being present with our life now because that's where we are cultivating the sensitivity and the kindness and the presence that is going to enable us to learn to respond more wisely. Does that make sense? Because otherwise it's always right, I'm going to have this plan to do this and then somehow, you know, because we forget or we think, oh, well, never mind, or I'll do that instead or the whole thing goes out the window because that basic, basic thing of mindful now, now, now has gone. 
and and that's you know I mean in a way then the practices of sitting and going to sitting groups and, and everything can help support that and our wisdom and our 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 res- the responses that help are, g- are going to come from that. That makes me think of another story, but sorry, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> they're not all. Okay, so um, I just wanted to mention a few other things to do with, um, I suppose, the larger context of what we do and how we do it, our activity in the world. And the... um, fact of our interconnectedness, of the the truth of non-separation, that what we do matters that that what we do has effects and while we kind of know this and on some level yeah well yeah Mm -hmm. but there's something about bringing that into more and more of the choices that we make in all sorts of ways considering the impact the consequences the effects of our action and this is this is this is again why isn't it moment to moment it is that to take to take care with that because because of the consequences on ourselves and, and others and on the earth so we can we can look at our you know patterns of consumption and uh, that kind of thing to, to see to see what what what's the effect of of what we're doing with um, with that and how what other kinds of work you could say we're we're supporting and promoting in in that process and maybe really really reflecting on um how much how much we need because i think a lot of isn't it like a lot of the activity the work and the going here and some of it is yeah we have needs that need to be met you know we have need for food and shelter and um and medicine and clothing but how much of our activity is actually driven by Wanting an awful lot more than that, actually, you know, and 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 again, it, there's so much, there's so much there to be seen in terms of kind of what what do we really need in order to make us happy, you know, the whole kind of fairy dust effect, you know, where all these different things and houses and possessions and various you know savings accounts and get sprinkled with you know when I've got that if I've got a bit more there or you know then you know then I'll be okay or be safe be happy so another another thing I wanted to bring up in relation to considering 
our work and sort of rooting our work in in our in our practice in what 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 matters what matters most to us is to reflect on again what we do with our time you know and what we're contributing to what we're part of when 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 we're doing that now you think about being here i don't know about for you but for me it just it's almost like there's a feeling of that that you're part of something valuable that's something worthwhile and so almost whatever you do it's like yes yeah, you know it's for something really beautiful and valuable in the world so the actual you know task like when i came here as a coordinator i really didn't mind what what i would do except that i knew i'd be a bit of a disaster in maintenance because i didn't have a clue but you know generally i thought well i'll you know i'll have a go i'll do anything because i just would like to be here you know and offer in that way and and i i've had other experience of that and how much when you have that sense of what of what you're doing you can put up with an awful lot that oh, i don't know gets tiresome isn't it when it's a bit boring or various sort of unpleasantnesses about it sometimes but you it keeps you going because you it's like yeah whereas if it's something you don't have that feeling about even if it's really really pleasant it's it just eats you away you know doesn't it just it's it's not it's not helpful so another uh thought i had in in this regard um was how much maybe with tasks and what to what to do in our in our life that we we don't always know what to do and it's really acknowledging that kind of um i mean maybe sometimes it feels like the hindrance of doubt doesn't it you know should i do this should i do that should i go there should i oh, i don't know but also maybe there can be an element of that which is um you know why is doubt questioning exploring you know what what should i do with the you know precious and unknown amount of time that i have you know on this in this life um and see if i can hmm. Hmm. nope oh i know where it is so i wanted to read you something which to me um points also to something about the hmm No, I'll read it to you and see what you think. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And when we no longer know which way to go, we have come to our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings when we no longer know what to do we have come 
to our real work. So what we do matters um, and there's a sense in which we're also always you know receiving receiving the work that others do and kind of receiving the, the blessing of that seems to me part of this understanding of right livelihood and think of the Buddha and the monks and nuns and the lay people supporting the monks and nuns and the monks and nuns teaching the lay people and there's this seeing seeing that interconnectedness you know I, it struck me once when I was teaching and I was going to work on the bus and sort of thinking the, the man is driving the bus for me and I'm teaching his children isn't that lovely and then there's something even and this, there was some, something about being being part of that in some way. So I'd like to finish with something that um, Pema Chodron uh, wrote, which seems relevant to this, and uh, she speaks about that choice that that we all face in a way moment to moment about uh, in how we how we respond to our life and how we can let everything all our work all our non-work be be our practice so she says, everything we do, our discipline, effort, meditation, livelihood, we can use to help us realize our unity and our completeness with all things. We can use our lives to wake up to the fact that we're not separate, that the energy that causes us to live and be whole and awake and alive is just the energy that creates everything and we're part of that we can use our lives to connect with that or we can use them to become resentful alienated resistant angry bitter as always it's up to us So may we all learn to work with love. And when we don't know what to do, may we rest in 
the here and now and wait 